This is Bobby. And this is Josh. You're listening to the League of Extraordinary Jerks podcast. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to the League of Extraordinary Jerks podcast. Uh, it's me and Bobby again. Yeah, we're going to try and take the show in a little different direction this week. Just roll right into the matchups. We'll kind of mention what happened last week. Uh, first show that we're doing it apart, not in the same room. Let us know if you guys can really tell any kind of difference. Uh, well, why'd you we tell should... them? Well, you can cut that part out. <laughs> I'm not cutting that a lot. Just leave it in and they're like, Josh never cuts what Bobby says to cut. So we'll take it away at this 10-minute mark. Okay, so looking at the week, uh, matchups, I got Jose and Steve up front. Uh, let's see. They're both 0-1, uh, both strong yeah, teams. I... <laughs> <laughs> the weaker. I really think it's going to be a good slugfest between the two. They both really need this win. Yeah, I think they're close. Like, they're both right there. Um, I see. And next week doesn't get easier for him. You know, Jose has you next week, and then John has – or Steve has John. So they could both realistically, if one of them loses this one, they could be 0-3 because that's going to be a tough one to win. Yeah, they both have tough matchups. We're going to beat each other up. Um I mean, as far as players, AB's obviously still out. There's more madness, but we promised we wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> we promised. Uh, but the big story, I think, is Sammy for Jose. Yeah, I heard a stat today that the receiver that finished with the most fantasy points in week one in the last two or three seasons has finished as the number one wide receiver. And that would be Sammy Watkins this week. That's crazy. And with, with Hill out, I mean, that could with be Hill out. His... They say possibly for two weeks, but I think with this injury, they baby him now. I don't know if he plays as many snaps. They work in the rookie more, and they're going to try and let Hill heal, you know, especially if they get up by two touchdowns. They may keep Hill on the back burner, just keep him fresh yeah. and make Sammy the workhorse. Well, they're they're a good team. So, I mean, they, they can afford it. They'll just – probably rest them and save them for late in the season. Same thing Rams are trying to do with Todd Gurley, I believe. Um, next, I got you and Kyle are up. You're both winners. 1-0. and uh, Let's see. Your big play was Sanders, obviously. How'd that feel? It felt great. I was rolling out of my bed all night checking my phone. I went to bed right after the Saints-Houston game. Didn't really watch it. I'm like, I know Sanders will come through for me, but I just don't know when. So I checked my phone and do the first quarter. <laughs> it's like, eh, checking it every 10 minutes or so. Like, nope, nothing. And then halftime happened, and I'm like, all right, just give yourself 30 minutes, Bobby. So I lay my eyes down for 30 minutes. Come in the third quarter, still nothing. And I'm like, now I just got to watch the fourth quarter. I can't. I can't go back to bed. Like this guy's literally gonna have one catch for six yards. I'm gonna look like an idiot for starting Sanders versus Lindsey, which I almost switched, and I would have been able to go to bed right away because Lindsey <laughs> got three right off the bat, right what I needed. But Sanders came through. He got the big 50-yard catch, and then just came on right there at the end of the fourth quarter, which was nice. Yeah, I mean, I got a little bit of a late win with Hopkins, but I mean, me and John went at it. It was it was great. So a lot, of, but a lot of games sealed in the end. Um, Kyle held Piff, Piff off, which I mean we've been predicting 
It's going to go 0-5. Mm-hmm. So one, one more step towards that. 0-14. Oh, really? 0-14. <laughs> After this first week one loss, he has players on his bench. I just don't know if he's going to manage his team well enough. Right. Well, the I mean, the big thing for Kyle is he's going to have four pats in Miami game. So, I mean, that's that game is his yeah. whole week, and uh, who knows? I, I think this could be Kyle's highest scoring week of the season just because the stars are really aligning. Because how often do you are you like, man, my defense and kicker are about to have a week? So those are two positions you don't know how they're going to do where I feel like he could feel pretty solid. The oh, Patriots yeah. defense destroy it's... Miami, and then his kicker will probably get seven at the floor and could go 14, 15 points easy. So, so assuming the Patriots are number one in the power ranking right now, and the Dolphins would be thirty-two, it's statistically the greatest matchup ever seen <laughs> for him. So, if I yeah. was if I was gonna say anything, it'd be that. I I just don't know that they all score enough points. But I mean, we could have another Raven situation. Um, next up is John and Buck. Um, they're both 0-1, and they were both picked as uh, pretty good fantasy football players before this. What do you say? Well, you had said, you know, like, is this John's floor? And then you kind of, like, got a good week to catch John. You know, if he had made just switch Jackson for Rodgers, which you could say this with almost any team, um, but – it needs to be said, if he had switched those players or kept Jackson instead of switching Rodgers last second, he would have crushed you. Wouldn't yeah, well, doubt. you know. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm just, I'm just that's saying, what I'm like, saying. It's, it's so unfun. Bub's team is the one that seems more nervous where it's, okay, he, his bench did all right, but there was nobody on there where I'm like, he could sub that guy in and be competitive this next week. There's a lot of question marks. The waiver wire has very few people, and he didn't really bid much to get anybody. Yeah, he's definitely got some work to do, but he seems to be working on it, so I wouldn't put it past him. Um, I don't know if he beats – I would start Allison again, Bob. That's just me. <laughs> right? I actually told him uh, not to start Ted Ginn, to start Geronimo Allison. This is 17 points is entirely my fault. It's – uh I'm not even sorry because, unfortunately, even subconsciously, all I know how to do is win, Bobby. So I think I brought his team. I think Remy beat him, though, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, what I was gonna say is it's unfun to play John in a way. I mean, stressful. I guess stressful is a better word because every single one of his players is like a hitter. They're just all like twenty point scares. Like you're you're just dodging grenades the whole time. I mean, I I don't I don't know. We'll see how the matchup goes, but John's team is stacked. And if everything just goes well one week, it's gonna be devastating. Yeah, I think you had mentioned before John has all the best running backs on all the worst teams. And what bad teams in football have is they're usually playing from behind, which means their stars aren't going to sit very much. And that also, these guys are the best player on their team. So what are you going to do? You're going to try and get the ball to the best player on your team. That's so like true. you said, the whole game 
doesn't matter. At the beginning of the game, they're going to try and feed DJ the ball, and at the end of the game, they're probably trying to feed DJ the ball. Same with Nixon, same with Barkley, same with Bell. These guys are the guys that are going to win them the games. So garbage time, doesn't matter how much they're down by, how much they're up by, they're going to be feeding these guys constantly. That's true. Um, Remy and Piff, 1-0 and 0-1. And obviously, you know, we all know Piff's going 0-5 at least. But this could be, you know, this is like everybody's easiest opponent. So same for Remy. What do you think? I think Remy has possibly the softest opponent again coming up this week. Bub was the lowest score last week. I think Piff could be the lowest score this week. Pip did start a negative seven-point defense, so if he would have just not kept the Jaguars and not even played a defense, I think he would have won that game. Yep. Um, he played them. So Pip is his own worst enemy when it comes played to himself, football. Played himself, I believe they say. Played himself. <laughs> Remy has a solid team, so, you know, you could say, well, he's got had a weak opponent, but Remy would have beat most people last week. Yeah. Um... I mean, I got – I got a lot of confidence in Remy's team to do well. It seemed like he had some solid players there on the bench that if he had made certain substitutions, he would have been at the top end of the scores. Yeah. Piff's team and had hey, he had people, but his people, I just don't know if you could expect the same kind of production next week. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he could plug Mac in. It seems like he picked up right where he left off, even though I traded him to him. Uh, but, you know, ha- happy for you, bud. Looks like it's working out. Coleman's hurt, but but at least one of them was a hit. Um, oh, I'm next. Me and George, the Giant Slayer. <laughs> We're both one and zero. What do you think? I think George second highest point score. Impressive. Here's the scary thing about George's team. And I don't know if you have it up right now with the players. OBJ had a bad game. George scored 156. Yep. George started a 1.5 Adam Humphreys. George scored one. Yep. There it's almost like he finally has a team he can't manage himself out of losing with. Like he's, yeah, he's going to do it. Four quarterbacks. I mean, depending on how George sets his lineup, but he's got Tom Brady. I just really That's think he should be awesome. shopping out them quarterbacks, man. Like he's got, he's got to get I rid mean, of them. You can't keep four all year, right? Drop Roethlisberger and Trubisky. I mean, neither of those guys are really going to be that good, at least judging by their Week One performance. Yeah, did you see the Ben's size of every Ben's other head? Starter. Just a caveat, but did you see how big his head's gotten? Like his neck and his head looks swollen. I don't know. <laughs> I'm worried about the dude. You don't see him all there. Go ahead. Sorry. I just been, I've really been wanting to talk about Ben Roethlisberger's head. I've seen it. I've seen somebody comment on it on the internet. I was like, oh, my God, they're right. Look at look at his head. I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. Yeah, you got Hopkins, which, you know, we give a lot of credit to John's team, but there are a lot of players on others' teams where, you know, to my own horn, I got Kamara and Christian McCaffrey. Those are two guys where you could be nervous at any point that a 40-burger would happen. I did have Hill. That's another guy that could go off. I have Cooper Cup, right. who I feel like is a silent, you know, guy who doesn't get a lot of credit, but he has a pretty solid floor, and he just has never stayed healthy through a season. But I think as he plays each game, he's going to do better and better. 
So I'm looking for him to really become my wide receiver one. The man's goal is 2,000 yards this season. So I'm yeah, I'm Poppy, hoping uh, for big things. Drops. He had a bunch of drops. <laughs> supposed to go, supposed to have no drops. Drop the Starts ball. the season with like almost three. And now a word from George. Thanks, George. And please answer your text next time. So those are the matchups. Kind of hit some of the highlights there. I kind of wanted to talk about week one stats from last year and week one stats from this year. Okay. So last year, toot, toot, I was the highest point scorer. The highest point scorer again. Nothing new. I come out strong week one and kind of fade at the end of the season. It's been my little crutch. Prepare too much for the draft and not enough for the postseason. Or you're just terrible at managing a fantasy team, but let's just I am. I dropped a ton of talent. Dropped and dropped Derrick Henry, dropped the Chicago Bears. Who else did I drop? I love it. Like anybody I can't wait to start bound to be star on somebody else's roster. Anyway. <laughs> George is the biggest turnaround. One seventeen to start last year, one fifty six four. Now granted, we will we have old sleepy bear sleeping. Since we're doing decimals, all our point scores should shift, which is why I think you've seen so many 140s versus the 130s before because now you got all those little odds and end yards that are counting. Right. That's true. So it should add about like five points, I would say. So it should shift the needle a bit. And it seems to have, uh, it seems to have done that. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you got George second with that. Then Jose one point behind, one point loss. That's got to kill you to watch Jacobs run for the first down. <laughs> watch, <laughs> then just watch the guy take a knee. Like that. Yep, that's it. We beat Jose's team. We beat Denver. Thank you, everybody, and good night. <laughs> it could have been more perfect. It was the late game <laughs> to the last minute, and just what a middle finger. And then uh, coming, in, coming in at fourth, who's that guy? I think George was sweet. Yeah, got you. Then we got Steve. Then we got Remy. Then we got John, which is what I found odd about this week. So John was the seventh. So if we were to take the playoffs by the six highest scores, John's not in it. John is the number one power-ranked team. So was it just a bad week? Obviously. <laughs> and you got – so this is where I think it's interesting. So John scored 141-1, and then if you 20 points is me. So there's like 20 points there between first and seventh. And you could really sub a lot of our players in, you know, one or two roster changes, and you could make up that difference from a lot of our players' benches here and there, right? Right. Right after John, it takes a huge dip, and Kyle scores 122, Piff 117, Bub 104. So is there a wealth gap there? Like, are those three teams so far below, which we had kind of talked about, Piff and Kyle, I said, Bub's my dark horse. Help us, are they gonna poor. Be able to get, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are they going to be able to get up to 140 to win those weeks? And is that more of their ceiling and their floor is so low versus us? You know, maybe our floor is not as bad. Uh, I think we'll see some turnaround. Yeah. They're going to catch some good weeks. But, I mean, based on this, it, it doesn't look great. 
it's only week one, and we already decided that that told us nothing, right? Yeah, another fun stat from week one. Yeah. Me and you are the only two teams from last year with a winning record who won this week. Huh. Remy had a losing record. Kyle had a losing record. George had a losing record. Remy had five wins. Kyle had two wins. George had two wins. That's nine wins. You had nine wins just in the regular season last year. I had ten. Anyway, week one last year. That's what we were yeah. going to talk about. Again, so week one, your last own stupid horn. You were in first. Yeah, I scored 184. John 174. Kyle 161. Pip 160. Steve 141. Then the dip happened. So if there was five high teams, then six, five low teams. Jose 119. George 117. Josh 114, Remy 114, Bub 95. Oh, so he historically does the worst. Yep. And he made the playoffs. 95 and 104. That's how he starts out. And then he just scrambles his way from there through the rest of the year, apparently, and somehow sneaks into the playoffs. Yeah, so I think this is the thing about fantasy football, which is hard, but it's so matchup dependent, right? So – If you pick these really solid guys, depending on how their season is, you kind of got to go with it. Like, okay, my guys have touch games at the beginning, but then later on in the season, I've got more favorable matchups, which is really what you want your team to get hotter towards the end. So you could be really hot in the early weeks and have great matchups. But then if your star players are all playing tough teams at the end, you can't exactly flip your roster. You can't go back and start trading. No one's going to start trading their favorable matchup guys to you. So it's yeah. like a weird strategy within it. Yeah, there's definitely strategy to it. I mean, some of us understand that, but uh, some teams still don't quite get it. Um, well, I mean, that's all I really got. You want to make our predictions? Sure. All right, I'll start them off. You tell me who. Jose, Steve. I'm going Jose. I think with Sammy Watkins, he's going to start him. Sammy's going to do big things again. Steve, without A.B., it's just going to be hard. Hopefully A.B. plays, but even so, I don't think he has a huge week. He might get a touchdown and some yards, but like it's not going to be the A.B. that Steve needs to win. Right. He, you know, he might get a charity touchdown. Um, I got Steve. I think it's going to be close, and I think this is just going to be one of those that kind of knocks us off. I think he's just going to squeak it out. Um. Bobby and Kyle, go. I got me, but close. I think I think this is both going to be a 150-point game. I got to say I got to get to the higher end 150s, maybe even 160 again. I just don't know if my team has it. Uh, Kyle, Kyle's definitely got four guys where I feel like are going to give him a lot of points early on. And then even his other guys have pretty favorable matchups. Evans wasn't feeling la- good last week. You know, Jameis is going to want to redeem himself. They're going to want to show. So there's potential there. I know he's trying to trade him. Kyle's team could come on. Yeah. Um, I still got you winning it. I think I, it all hinges, obviously, on the Miami game. But he just needs a lot of people to score a lot of points. Uh, John and Bub, who you got? John. Yeah, I got John. I mean, Unfortunately, Bub has the uh, slow start as usual, and John is Thanos himself. So, Bub is going to have to have lineup Nirvana yeah. and just set the 
lineup and score all the points potentials that his team can score and hope that that 145 can can beat John. I mean, it's possible, but you're just talking about John saw his roster. He saw who performed and didn't perform. He's going to do a lot better at setting it this week than he did last week. Absolutely. It's going to be tough. Good luck. All right. Remy and Piff. Remy. Oh, 100%. I'm going going over five. I really feel like Piff. Well, see, the reason we wanted Piff to go 0 and 5 was because he plays George week six. But now George won. So there's not going to be no 0 and 5 bowl. And George is good. So I just. He's a sleeper. Yeah, I just don't see. Maybe I got to look and see when Piff and Bub play. I think it's next week. Could be two zero and two teams. Hmm. I think Piff could could be the first team to go winless in our league. I mean, that's that's what we're saying. He he could be. How many he could be the Detroit Lions of lost. our league. Could he not? Like, do you think zero and seven, zero and six? Piff just stops checking the app, and then it's just easy from there. <laughs> it's a threshold, right? Like he's gonna stop trying. That's true. You're right. You're looking at it from a psychological standpoint, and, and I get it now. You're you're saying once yeah. he hits zero and five, once he hits, I think zero and five, he'll say, "God dang it, they were right." I think <laughs> I think zero and six. That's when he gives up. That's when he quits. Yeah, like we break the man. Yeah, that's it. Uh, last one, Josh and George. Who you got? You know what? I, I'm going to go George. He's your kryptonite. Historically. <laughs> last week and I was wrong. I think I'm going to be right this week. I, I got George. I think OBJ comes back because him and Baker want to prove that the Browns aren't the old Browns nor the new Browns. Wants to show off his watch on a touchdown. Yeah, I don't know why that's important, but I, I personally think I'm going to beat him. Uh, he's still my sleeper pick, and I think he's going to go on a run after this. Uh, but I think I'm going to slip by George just by a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I got one little tidbit I'd like to add. So last year we had three teams go 2-0. and They all made the playoffs. Me, you, and Jose. We have that potential this week between me and Kyle, you and George. And then if Remy beats Piff, there could be three 2-0 teams. Are they going to be a lock again for the playoffs? We'll see. Then there were teams that went 0-2. George, 0-2, missed the playoffs. Steve, 0-2, missed the playoffs. John, 0-2, made the playoffs. Hmm. So just because you lose these first two doesn't necessarily mean you're out, but it's pretty likely. Are you saying that week two tells us nothing? No, I think it tells us a good bit. I'd say it would tell us okay, sorry. just as much as week one. <laughs> just as much as week one, which told us nothing. <laughs> but week three, guys, think... week three, watch out. Week three does kind of solidify some things. Okay, okay. I mean, you got who? who's playing who next week you would have to look at. But I want to say there's a possible 3-0 and matchup between me and Remy for who's going to lead our division. Oh, that's a note I wanted to say for you and George. Go ahead. You guys, whoever wins this game will lead your guys' You're division. You're right. I was going to talk about that too. Yeah. Uh, this is for the uh, lead in the division. George could be a division leader. Yeah, one game lead. Go ahead. 
you guys, whoever wins this game will lead your guys. You're right. I was going to talk about that too. Yeah. Uh, This is for the uh, lead in the division. George could be a division leader. Yeah. One game lead. Wow. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of my sleeper pick. I just really am. Um, With that, I'm signing off. I've been Josh. I've been Bobby. (laughs) Don't know why I said it like a question mark. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. Jose, we know you don't listen. So when you say this is garbage and then I make fun of you about taking our advice and you say you never listen, just know I know you know. I know too. (laughs) See you guys. See ya. And thank you again, Jerk Nation, for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Jerk Nation. (laughs)